0: This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we're going to talk about lapidary grinders and how to use them. We're going to hopefully give you some good tips, and walk away with some good ideas, whether you've been doing lapidary for a long time or a little while. And if you have any other ideas you'd like to share, we'd sure appreciate it, because um, even though I've been doing this a long time, I sure don't know everything, and I've learned a lot of great things from people out there, so... With that, um, we'll get started. It is also on the blog, if you want to look at it in a written form, blogger.com, radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. And you can also find us on social media, on LinkedIn, you'll find us at Radical Rocks. And at Twitter, you'll find us at Radical Rocks, one word. And then you can also look for us on YouTube, even though we don't have anything posted as of today, At radical rocks. Also at the end of this we're gonna go over some of the events that are going on this month but uh, for now we're gonna get right into the lapidary grinders and you can stay tuned to the end if you want to hear about some events that are going on around the country. So lapidary grinders and their use. Um, Typically what we have here is a multi-wheeled unit for grinding And I'm just going to go into it. I wrote this article um, over the last few days and hopefully I got it pretty straight. So critique me. I'm, I'm open to that. Anyway, proper use and maintenance of laboratory equipment can increase the safety of the user and the lifespan of the equipment and also of the supplies, which in this case is going to be belts, grinding wheels, and such. It can also decrease injuries. It can decrease equipment failure can decrease non-productive time and also even operational cost. So the disclaimer this is just a basic guide always refer to the manufacturer's operational uh, safety and maintenance manual and follow all the recommendation for personal precautions um, personal protection and all that good stuff that is stated in the manufacturer's owner. So this is just informational purposes and we're not responsible for anything you do with your equipment. Okay. Now the lawyers will not bite our heads off. Let's move on. Lapidary, grinder, and use. Well, typically, the slabs that we talked about in our episode on saws that are cut up with our rock saws, our diamond saws, um, these slabs have been cut. Um, Usually, you know, they're anywhere from an eighth inch to a quarter inch or even thicker, depending on what you're doing and what you want. Um, Most of them are about a quarter inch. 516 something like that. So you take your slab flat cut slab and you draw a shape on it an oval or whatever shape you want and then you trim off the excess material on the trim saw that we also talked about and now you're ready for cabbing. Now if you want and you're confident you can actually take that rock with your hand and start to shape it. Um, Just check out our blog on the lapidary saw for more information on trimming. so the Lapidary Grinder is for shaping and grinding, for those that are brand new to this. The rough material is usually shaped by hand to create the outer edge as you marked for the desired shape. Then you want to heat the material up, and you also have a hot dopping material that you have in a little pot that heats up. And you'll want to put that on the back of your material, usually with a small stick, anywhere from quarter inch to a half inch dowel. Cut three to four inches, depending on your preference, called a dopping stick. This is going to allow you to better control and move your material against the spinning grinding wheel to shape or form the dome of the cabochon. So, don't work with any grinders without eye protection. And, um, you know, definitely use water. If you're using (laughs) any chance of getting dust, make sure you have a respirator because you can get poisoning from rock dust, dry rock dust. But if it's wet, you're generally safe. So be aware of getting your fingers or loose clothing caught in the spinning grinding wheel or any moving parts of the equipment that you're using. Be aware that the wheel is not something you should be terrified of. I mean, if it's wet and you touch it very softly with your finger, it's not going to grind your finger off in an instant. Although if you push your finger on there, then it can take the skin off pretty quickly and can draw blood or more. But seriously, the most dangerous part is is entanglement, something getting entangled. You should not be overly scared of using the wet wheel. The greater danger again would be hair, clothing, or anything caught in the wheel. That could be death dealing or or tragic. Have a plastic apron at this point that can be safely tied on around the waist. That's going to reduce your clothes from getting soaked from the water and uh, it's definitely going to splash on you a little bit. Always make sure you have water running over the grinding wheel a steady stream that covers the wheel but not so much that the water spraying outside the basin just enough to cover the width of the wheel this keeps the wheel and the rock cool it removes the bits of rock as it's cut it also keeps the grinder clean as well the wheels can consist of entirely silicon carbide carbide or an expanding wheel which uses a belt coated with silicon carbide or even um, diamond also metal wheels coated with diamonds are available and soft wheels that give uh, a little bit, about a quarter inch or so, uh, to eighth of an inch, also have the different options. And of course, these come in varying um, aggregates or grit sizes. So when making your first cuts, with your grind, when you're grinding your material, you're going to start with the more aggressive grit sizes. The more roughness of a wheel. And as you progress, you will switch to the finer grits as you smooth out the surface that you're cabbing step by step depending on the hardness of the type of material you're working with. For example, if you're working with agate, which is about 7 on the hardness scale, I could I would start with a 100 grit wheel, get the basic shape and the dome of the cab, and then progress to 200 or 250 grit, whatever you have, and then to 400. And then I'd work it again with the 600, and then it'll be ready for the polish procedure. Of course, with softer materials like turquoise, you may want to start with the finer grits, of, so that the material will not be removed much faster and uh, if you're not sure how hard the material is um, you might want to you know, test it with your fingernail or a knife or a penny. You can gauge the hardness and you might want to start with the finest um, grinding material first to see how quickly it takes away the material. Now one of the other things you want to do before you even start cutting rock, is make sure that you check that the water's dripping off the blade. You want to see a light stream of water coming off the blade once it's spinning. And you want to keep make sure that the rock and the blade is cool as well as the blade is cool. We talked about the rock bits getting removed off the rock but also off the blade. Things to consider as you're working on the cabochon. Use the entire width of the grinding wheel. So the grinding wheel will wear evenly and last longer, especially If you're using a silicon carbide wheel, you don't want it to form a big groove in it. Pushing too hard on the wheel also, no matter what kind of wheel it is, it wears the grit. The cutting media wears down quicker and causes diamond solder possibly to be removed prematurely and other of the grit material. It creates more friction and heat. This can crack your stone. Listen to the wheel. It should sound light. If you hear it, get louder and louder. You see the wheel slow down. You're damaging your wheel. You're pushing too hard. Or you may need to do some maintenance. Let the wheel do the work. You also increase the chance that you're going to crack or damage your stone. And you increase the chance that it might detach from your dop stick and be flung or damaged. Or even cause an injury to someone. So just beware of that. Maintenance and care, real basic. Before each use, um, make sure the power cords are in good, safe condition. You know, they're not a trip hazard or anything. Check the condition of your equipment. Make sure the motors are securely anchored with all the proper shields and guards in place. Um, repair them. If they if something's wrong, repair them, you know. It's not that hard. Or get somebody who can. Are the wheels snug with no play or looseness? The grinding wheels, feel them. Make sure they're, they're in place. They should be snugly secured to that shaft. If they're not, get them repaired or repair them. Um, The solid silicon carbide wheels, is it worn with a groove? Well, if it is, you need to dress it with a dressing tool as per the manufacturer's direction. What about the belts, um, the grinding belts? Is the grit on there hard? Um, Is it soft? You know, is it a soft type? Is it a belt type wheel? Is there anything missing? Is the wheel rotting if it is a uh, rubber, you know, uh, flexible type wheel? Then replace them replace them if the belt is worn replace it if um, the diamond wheel is getting damaged um, you know you may you may have to replace it um, or at least only use part of the wheel if you have part of the part of it that's bad you might be able to work with the other half of it or something but that makes it difficult you should keep a spare belt at some point adjust the belt to manufacturer's guideline usually um, you know you'd be able to push down a Half inch or so, or an inch with your finger, depending on the belt. And because um, if it's too tight, you're going to burn up the bearings, and you're going to wear out your shivs. And if it's too loose, then you know it's going to spin, the motor's going to spin, and the shivs are going to turn, and the belt's going to wear out, and the shivs are going to wear out. And if you push too hard, the wheel will actually slow down, it won't cut as accurately, and you um, can even damage what you're working on and waste energy. You want to make sure the motor bearings and uh, any shaft bearings or any of those things, are, if they require oil or grease, make sure that they're done. If you use the machine quite a bit um, on a daily basis, you may want to go every month or every three months if you um, are only doing it occasionally here and there, might be sufficient. You'll have to gauge that. One of the other things you want to do for maintenance is check out the catch basins. You want to clear out the silk and make sure they can drain. Make sure that uh, they're clear. You want to do this before you start too and after. If your unit is plugged in um, to a GFI or a GFIC, if not, see if you can purchase one that will handle the amps of your unit that you can uh, plug in the wall in between. Be safe. Check or have one installed by an electrician. Check your water flow. Make sure the grinding wheel, again, is going to spin and be wet. Um, if you're recirculating the water, replace the water. If it's becoming really cloudy, you can drain that water into a bucket. You can have like a piece of cheesecloth on top and you can attach that with a wire or a bungee or, or even cut out a lid with a hole. you know, cut a lid, just the, the lip of the lid and, and cut a hole through the middle of it and use that to allow the cheesecloth to hang down. And, um, when the water runs into that out of the, out of the, um, The basins, that'll help filter out some of the debris, and then you can pump the water back if you're using a recirculating, or if you're just going to um, save the water, that'll allow you to collect the debris, the silk. Don't allow any of that wastewater to go directly down the drain, because the rock silk is going to cement your pipes, and you're going to be in bad trouble. Um, To dispose the water down the drain, one method is just let the bucket settle for a while and pour the clean water off the top. Make sure to turn off the water and dry and drain your equipment after the power is secured. And just drying the equipment and stuff like that can prevent rust and premature damage to your equipment. So in a future um, blog and, uh, and podcast, we'll cover uh, polishers down the line sometime. So please... Um, let me know. This this is entirely for my personal experiences. Let me know if you have any suggestions or ideas. If you'd like to hear anything, um, you can get a hold of us um, at, at Radical Rocks um, in either LinkedIn or Twitter. And Radical Rocks is one word on Twitter, and on uh, LinkedIn, I believe it's two. All right, so that's uh, it for that part of it. I did say I was going to talk about some upcoming events, so if you're interested in that, I'll give you a quick highlight. I uh, recommend, if you are into Lapidary, that you subscribe to the um, Rock and Gym magazine. January um, 17th and 19th, San Rafael, California. Uh, no, nah, I don't want to go to that one. I don't care to that one. Uh, that one's just a gym fair. That's Those, I don't like those. Um, on the 18th and 19th of January in Fredericksburg, Texas, at the Fre- uh, annual show at Lady Bird Johnson Park at the Pavilion, it's free admission, there's activities for kids. The website is fredericksburgrockhounds.org, that's F R E D E R I C K S B U R G. R O C K H O U N D S dot org On the 18th and 19th, D Land, Florida, the Tomoka Gym and Mineral Society at the Volusa County Fairgrounds, free admission for children under 12, 4 dollars for adults, activities for kids. The website is Tomoka Gyms. But it's it doesn't it's not spelt that way. Spelt this way t-o-m-o-k-a-g-m-s.org then on the 18th and 19th in yachts oregon at the yachts agate festival at the yachts commons you've got free admission um, lectures displays at www. Yachtsgatefestival.com It's Y-A-C-H-A-T-S-A-G-A-T-E-F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L.com And the last one, on the 24th and 26th, Taylor, Texas, East Texas Gym and Mineral Society at the Taylor Rose Garden Center. Adults are $5. Children are one There They're activities for kids. Contact Killansky. her name is k-i-l-a-n-s-k-i and her email is m-l-k-i-l-a-n-s-k-i at yahoo.com so hey guys that's it just remember old rock hounds don't die they petrify